Hey everyone, we're really excited to talk about episode three of Atlanta, but first I wanted to tell you a little bit about what's happening at the rest of The Ringer. If you're looking for more Atlanta content, Allison Herman, who is on this week's podcast, also wrote about tonight's episode. You can find that on theringer.com. If you're looking for some reality television, Juliette Littman, who hosts Bachelor Party, Sally Ann Salzano, who's a creator of Jersey Shore and was a producer on The Bachelor for a while, on her show, and they talked a lot about just how reality TV gets made. It was really interesting. If you're looking for a crime procedural, I would personally recommend Collateral to you. If you want to read about it, Allison Herman wrote about that show for The Ringer. If you want to listen to a podcast about it, our friends Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan at The Watch also talked about it on their most recent episode. So there's a lot for you to watch, read, and listen to, which is basically what we like to do at The Ringer. And now let's talk about episode three of Atlanta. Hello, and welcome to The Recapables, a podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, the culture editor of The Ringer. I am joined today by Micah Peters. <laughs> and Allison Herman. Equally eccentric introduction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here today to talk about episode three of Atlanta. It is called Moneybag Shoddy, and it is written by Stephen Glover, directed by Hiro Murai. Like, I'm always getting stunned on. I would love to be the person who can stun on somebody. You can stun on anybody. Oh, man, shit. Look, welcome to Atlanta. And all you need is some money. I have a one-sentence summary, guys. You ready? I'm so ready. So ready. Everyone finally got paid. Wow. And then, <laughs> Concise. And then they tried to spend that money. We actually don't know how much. We, the point is, is that it's the antithesis of the go for broke episode, which is just that Earn has money in his pocket to spend yes. now. There's some neat uh, structural parallelism, I guess would be like the fancy TV critic term <laughs> I would use. But there's a there's a nice, neat symmetry in the third episode of last season. Earn takes Van on a date that he can't afford, technically, and then discovers that affordability is not necessarily right. the core of his problems. Right. So things are looking slightly up. But slightly is the operative word there. We're going to talk about it. We do awards on the recapables. Our first award is for best scene. You guys chose answers. I know what they are. You mm -hmm. don't. It's very exciting. Mm. Micah. Yes. Your best scene. Okay. So the way that the episode begins is basically, well, you can see around the frame that it's an Instagram story and it's this blonde white lady in a oh blue V-neck <laughs> crying into her Instagram story about paperboy lyrics that are lewd and lascivious and... You know, show support for a certain athlete who is not popular <laughs> among Shout these out southern Colin white women. Kaepernick. That's when <laughs> she actually breaks down. She, into tears. she actually broke down into tears. Not after he said he compared his 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 dick to a tree, or you know any other number of sexual references, but she breaks down into tears when he says, "Shout out Colin mm -hmm. Kaepernick." Baby, slide on the dick. You can do it all night. You can be my baby mama. You can't ever be my wife. Here's where it gets crazy, y'all. Said no to college, cause it's no fun. Mo drugs and mo guns. But I still might have to slap a trick. Shout out Colin Kaepernick. I'm sorry. This is what was on. I mean, like, I had actually forgotten 
it was last year sometime. And there was this lady that was that had just stumbled across uh, Vince Staples song North North, which was on his first album, Summertime 06, and then was on YouTube just lamenting what the world had come to with yeah. her. Like, she was just like, Skyler's in the background. I ain't never ran from nothing but the police. From the city where the skinny carries strong heat. Nerf side, Long Beach, Nerf side, Long Beach. So let's just encourage kids to run from the police because that's okay, right? We wonder why this society is so messed up. Listen to the music. And they really created shot for shot. They really there did. There is a child in the background. There's a child in the background. She's wearing the exact same shirt. It's yeah. a blonde white lady. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about this, and it's actually just a really convenient, nice way to just slip in that, like, Paperboy's getting radio play. Yep. But instead yeah. of having yep. it, you know, having someone listen to it on the radio, you get this, like, much more creative, much funnier, much more uh, satirical, like, way to slip in this otherwise important piece of information that's not actually the important takeaway from the scene. Yeah, it's a really useful way to render that. It's a good point, and it does set up the rest of the episode, which is that this song has apparently gone gold, and that's why they get the money. At least I understood it to be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they note that the angry lady going viral was like the best thing that could have happened to the song. White tears. White tears. It's just like, you know, just if you're you're just feeling put out by rap music, just, you know, go listen to Hill songs and keep it pushing, you know. It's not even like the 17th highest priority of this show, but I honestly think Atlanta is the best satire of white women since girls. <laughs> like between this and the acoustic cover from last episode. Oh my god! Yes. It's yeah, very I can't true. Is that that dude was dating Nikki Heaton. It's it's perfect. Slightly different intentions, but yeah, same result, which is astonishing. All right, Allison, your best scene. So the A plot of this episode is mostly focused on Earn and his place in the world, but the nice B plot that we get is a continuation of. Last week when they were at, let's just call it not Spotify, we mm-hmm. were introduced to a another rapper named Clark County who's pretty clearly an analog, I think, to Lil Yachty. Like the he, well, he's kind of like Yachty slash Chance the Rapper. Yeah. I mean, the just, Yoohoo ad felt exactly like Yachty's target ad. Yeah, it's like, like, like tra- trap positivity so, <laughs> like, is, is, is what we're going to call that. <laughs> so this week we get just Clark County and Paperboy in the studio together. And we've discussed before on this podcast that Atlanta is not as much a show about the music industry as you might assume it is. But I was really impressed in, like, the five minutes you see of these people in an enclosed space, you get an entire episode's worth of commentary on the differences between Paperboy as a figure in the rap world and Clark County as this... Assimilationist, shamelessly commercial. He's on a Fast and Furious soundtrack. His rapping ability is questionable. Questionable is is generous, <laughs> actually. Yeah, walk it, walk it, lock it like a bird, bird, bird. Talking to the plug like what's the word, word, word? Swear, swear, swear about the curb, curb, curb. Hennessy plus the herb, plus the herb, herb, herb. Yo, I just bought a dinosaur like Nicholas Cage. It's just it's also just really funny because immediately after being like just he doesn't want the blunt or mm-hmm. like any of the Hennessy, it's just he goes in and starts rapping about right. smoking and drinking. And there's a great Brian Tyree Henry just like 
half a look response to that that they cut to. He's just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and per- Darius is just jamming out, yeah. which we yeah. know that Darius can appreciate Flo Rida's right. appeal, so it kind of matches with his overall character. He's very easy to please yeah. when it comes to music. He's a populist. It's a rich text. One thing I found very funny and also interesting was how Clark County relates to the engineer who keeps screwing up and the way he's just going back and forth from like, it's fine, man, I love you, but also... Don't do that shit again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, but he can't, he's like passive aggressive. He can't figure out the way to actually give the directions in a threatening manner. Hey, yo, Bugs, it's cool, man. Because it's all love, right? Hey, man, I love you, bro. I wouldn't hurt you. I'd never put a hand on you. I know that. Just don't fuck up because... I'm not the only one with hands in this world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I love you, too. Let's do this. Yeah, hey, stop talking. He's trying to show off, but he He's can't really hit that note. incredibly soft. Yeah. You know? Also, <laughs> the second gag in as many episodes about a crucial piece of technology just yes. crapping Failing. out yeah. at the exact wrong moment. I just, I, we, we got to go back and I, I only want to hear, I only want to read reviews about the second episode from people that have actually worked at record labels, just because that is so accurate about Every single time an a artist lot comes of into it, standing silently in a room. Have you ever been to a meeting in 2018? It's <laughs> yeah. accurate of everything. I, it, it is. What's the Wi-Fi? Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Our next category: best guest star. There's really only one answer here. To quote Van, it's Michael Vick. <laughs> it's Michael. <laughs> uh, Van and Ern go to a strip club because Ern has spent the night trying to spend a hundred dollar bill and having no one accept the money that he now has, which is just hilarious comedy of errors. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah. So they land in a strip club. They leave the strip club because, spoiler, things don't work out particularly well there either. And they go to the parking lot. They hear some cheers. And they discover that Michael Vick has been racing people in the parking lot of an Atlanta strip club. Yeah, Michael Vick out here racing people. He's taking bets, too. Is he? Is he doing okay? Oh, he's fine. It's just a good hustle. Yeah, drunk people just want to race. This is sixth race in the 10 minutes I've been standing here. That boy good. And Earn, you know, he really needs his win. He spent the whole night, like, chasing a win, thinking he has a win. He thinks this is the opportunity. And we get a really funny, stylistic, like, 70s-style horns, like, still shot. <laughs> and then we just cut to Van and Earn in the back of a car, <laughs> in the back just, of a limo, in the back just... of a limo, and Earn just dejectedly looking out of the window, <laughs> just completely broken. It's so good, and they let it goes just a little bit longer than you expect it to, and you're just mired in the awkwardness. It's a good link later. And then pause. Van has that great kicker of it's Michael Vick, it's Michael angrily Vick. hard cut to the really credits. <laughs> Cat Williams got to really, like, play a character and both be Cat Williams as a performer, but also inhabit a really important role in the show. Michael Vick is just—his job is to be Michael Vick and stare at the camera for, like, two seconds. All you need to—in a show called Atlanta, all you need to be is Michael (laughs) Vick. Michael Vick is— I mean, as far as most black people know, the first black quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Madden 05. Everybody. Just, you know— I also Just think to he, your he came up in the Streisand effect when they were dogfighting. Oh, yeah, 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 Figured yeah. prominently into the show. Mm. Anyway, Allison, you had a runner-up, which I actually just thought was an interesting note if you want to share. Yeah, so 
this is the first time we've seen Van this so far this season. Yeah. And ZZ Beats is not a guest star, but the nature of her relationship with Earn is unsteady, and therefore her presence in the show is unsteady relative to Paperboy right. relative to mm-hmm. Darius. Mm-hmm. So... At least personally for me, when you first see the shot of Ern in her house hanging out and they're just talking, there's this kind of rush of, oh, thank God, like, she's here. I'm so excited to spend time with this character, which is, we got for everyone else, like, two episodes ago. But it's just really nice to see her again and to kind of pick up via context clues the state of her relationship with Ern. Yeah. She's fielding checks for him. They're bantering together. They're venting to each other. Yeah. It was nice to have her back. I mean, it's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it in those terms. So. Yeah. Okay, our final category. Most embarrassing attempt to stunt rather than be stunted on, which mm. is because the theme is, one of the themes of the episode is Ern just wanting to stunt on someone for once. Yeah. It's just like, I am always the person being stunted on. Just once I would like to. Micah. Yes. What do you have? What do I have? Yeah. I would say that my the most embarrassing, I'd say, is the attempt to stun at the hookah bar. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Just in that sentence. <laughs> I mean, it's like all you need. Yeah, exactly. I really shouldn't have to expound on this. Yeah, but, no. But he, again, tries to pay with a $100 mm-hmm. bill, and it's just kind of like, you know, man, just break it down into some 20s or something. Sir. Did you just pay with that $100 bill outside? Uh, yeah. That $100 bill was fake. You need to come with us. What? What do you mean? That bill you used was fake. Let's go. Are you sure it was mine? You're the only one that's paid with the $100 bill. He gets escorted out of the lounge by, and back to the cashier by two police officers and... That by itself would be mortifying, but the thing that would absolutely drive me crazy is that after they leave and the police officer walks him out and he's just like, hey, man, I know the $100 bill was real, but, you know, the owner was tripping. And it's just kind of like, I don't want to hear that from you. Yeah, I know. It's not helpful. It makes it worse. (laughs) You want to do something in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That was not my answer. Mine was the one before when they go to what seems like a boutique hotel movie theater and try to spend the hundred dollars. It bill. seemed very archaic. Yeah. yeah, those who live in Los Angeles. Well, yeah. It definitely looked like they were checking in at a hotel, and I was like, "Wow, good for Van and Earn, like having a Saturday night out, treating themselves." And then they try to buy Fast and Furious tickets. Have you ever like have you have you like when you go back home and notice that yeah. all of the movie theaters are like fancy around now your house? And have lazy they all boys. Ha- they all have lazy boys, and they all serve food at this. Yes, at but the, none of them have like the plank check-in like desk may i help you yeah uh can i get uh two tickets for fast and furious regular or vip what does vip get you doesn't matter two vips i'm sorry but i can't take a bill that large it's all right um she's my debit uh, can i see an id or driver's license okay I got to make a copy of these every time you swipe it. So um, are you good on tickets? You got to make a copy every time you swipe? Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's a new policy, though. Yeah, but I don't want a bunch of copies of my debit card and my driver's license all around. You know, what if somebody steals it? We're not responsible for that. You know what? It's fine, because I got cash. I could just pay with it. No, it's fine. Um, It's okay. We'll, We'll figure something else out. It's fine. Well, I think that's probably the scene that I've lived the the most times. Like, if you're waiting in line for something and then you're not really paying attention to the transactions that are that right. are going yeah. before you, but you are kind of, 
And then you get up to the front and they ask you for your ID with your card. And it's just kind of like, you didn't ask the last person. Just it's weird say what this is, is the, really is about. The yeah, term that they use. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's weird. Of the kind of encounters that escalate over the course of the episode that Earn has is this $100 bill. That one, up until a particular moment, is kind of the most realistic and felt the most like this seems just it could happen to anyone in Earn and Man's position. And then he sees someone use a $100 bill. He walks over to them and is like, excuse me, I'm just trying to make a point. And the guy does not look up, does not break his eye contact with the clerk, just lifts up his blazer and, shows and a you gun. see a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those like classic Atlanta like pivots where you're kind of laughing and then all of a sudden you feel all the air go out of the room. Yeah, right? yeah. The situations escalate throughout the episode because mm. that one is pretty realistic. You can, you've seen that happening. You can imagine it, imagine it happening. The hookah bar is like a mixture of ridiculousness and reality. And then racing Michael Vick at a strip club is is basically the surrealism that we uh, know and love Atlanta for from yeah. season one, at least. Mm-hmm. Allison, I don't I didn't mean to steal your thunder, but your answer to this was so. My my answer is somewhere in between. Yeah, those. Yeah, so yeah. it's after they have left the hookah bar and they are in the strip club, and there's an amazing gag involving the strip club DJ. Big ball alert! We got paper boy in the building tonight, ladies. Yeah, yeah, give it up for my man right there. And a white girl on his arm. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Annie Hall. Pink toe. Let's get it popping. Shorty's asshole fat on stage are like a birth defect. Oh, oh boy. That was so good. <laughs> um, and then later, Earn has, you know, he's finally getting the chance to use his hundred. He's really excited. He's switched it out for ones. They take a 20% cut off the top and a $200 minimum. So continually stunted on and then he's walking across the floor of the strip club and he gets like publicly shamed into tipping a stripper by the DJ who calls out his jacket his shirt and the precise amount of money that he just withdrew from his jacket <laughs> from PNC yeah it's just one of those like I can imagine very few life experiences more embarrassing than having a strip club DJ being like, you can tip her a little more. Just wa- like, like an this, omnipotent. The specific bank account was when uh, I yeah. said oh, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. like the strip club is panopticon. Yeah. It's a very specific kind of imagery. <laughs> Guys, I have one final, I have a question, not an award, but we were talking a little bit about the Clark County scene and Allison, you alluded to this when we were talking earlier, but do we need to be worried about Earn going forward and the Earn and Paperboy oh, relationship? There right, because there was seeds. the... So basically, Clark County and Paperboy are talking about the various, you know, non-rap sources of income that they have. Paperboy is like, I was offered some weird, like, snack sponsorship deal. Clark County is working with Fast and Furious. And Paperboy just very earnestly is like, well, how do you get all this stuff set up? Like, you beat me out for the soundtrack. Just not, not, I'm not even trying to be bitter. Just like, how do you do this? And Clark County says. Most of these major stuff, they don't, they don't look out for black folks like that. They don't put us on like that. There's only one spot for niggas and I got to get it. So, you know how that go. Yeah, but how you be getting that shit though? My manager, Luke, he hooks it all up, man. He has all the connections with all the major brands. He really does his job really well, man. If you want to talk to anybody, just holler at Luke. You yep. just see like a look that's like a, a nod. It's like, um, 
oh, okay, cross Paperboy's face. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Earn is I think we're all rooting for him because he's the protagonist of the show. But He's, he's not, not particularly good at his job. <laughs> like, a, manager, yeah. a manager's job is to extract money. And this really made me think of episode eight of last season when they go to the club and the club owner tries to stiff them. And... Paperboy has to go in and beat him because Earn cannot do get the, the, money the, the of, yeah. one thing that he's supposed to do and get the money they're supposed to be paid. Oh, yeah. I, I really do love that scene, though, when he slaps the club owner with a stack. Earn is, is not the type of person who's intimidating, who's a mover and shaker, who gets a lot of stuff done. And you can see how someone who's a little more ambitious would start to outgrow the familial obligations in that relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there was kind of, in the it was in the second episode when he introduced himself, he's just, like, making a half joke, and he's just like, hey, if he's not taking care of you, let me know. And he's just like, also, Clark County says, oh, Cousin Earn, keeping it in the family, I see. And it's just kind of like, that is... Right. There's been foreshadowing, uh, yeah. which, like, Atlanta's not really a show that's done a lot of, especially in season one, not a lot of, like, plot or foreshadowing or those sorts of things. And you, we talked a lot about how you can't really predict things, but I also am sensing something. Well, and they're starting to experiment yeah. with, you know, Earn got the money last episode from the dog money that he invested in the Streisand effect. So they're, right. they're sprinkling in bits of we're going to pick the, up on things. The you world's know, you don't know together. necessarily yeah. when. You don't know which things we're going to pick up on, but there is at least some continuity in this universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. I am also yeah. worried. All right. I'm worried, but things tend to kind of making it is not really the point of the show. That's true. So. It's a great. I mean, it's a great point. That is that is very true. Uh, but now that plot has been presented to me, I am worried. Yeah, well, we're only human. All right, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much. Thank you to Allison Herman. Thank you, Micah Peters. <laughs> uh, if you want to check out more about Atlanta or television or culture at large, go to theRinger.com. Thank you again for listening. And now. Gucci main. One last note, our theme song was made by our friends at songfinch.com. Check out Songfinch to turn your stories, memories, and even your feelings into a one-of-a-kind song by professional musicians. It makes the perfect gift for any occasion. That's songfinch.com. 